If you like Unfound's content, please monetarily support us at PayPal, Patreon, or YouTube. Brenda Gail Lambert was a 22-year-old from Bluefield, West Virginia. She was a married mother of two who had a great personality. On July 26, 1992, Brenda threw a birthday party for her one-year-old son at her house. Later that night, her estranged husband noticed Brenda could not be found anywhere. She was never seen again. I'm Ed Denzel, and this is Unfound. As I began to get ready to feature Brenda's disappearance on Unfound, I started to wonder, how many cases have we covered where people went missing after going out with friends, after barbecues, after get-togethers? In essence, how many times was a great time followed by a bad time, a disappearance? I was kind of startled at the results. Allow me to list just a few from Unfound's catalog, and you should know in a couple of weeks, we will be discussing another of this variety. Once again, a short list. This is not the entire one. Joshua Guimond disappeared after a card game with friends. Regina Marie Boss disappeared after performing with other musicians at a bar. Brian Schaefer disappeared after a night on the town with friends. More recently in Unfound's history, Keith Call and Sandra Haley disappeared after going to a college party. Truthfully, in retrospect, I should not have been surprised by this, and I'm hoping you aren't surprised by this either. These kinds of occasions contain many of the causes of disappearances. Relationships. Drugs alcohol, people behaving in ways they normally wouldn't. Well, with the disappearance of Brenda Lambert, she was doing what any good mother would do, holding a birthday party for her son. Then Brenda was gone. What happened after the last celebration? And now a summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Lyonez's website, charlieproject.org. Brenda Lambert, although generally a good person, was a bit of a prankster and maybe even a troublemaker, at least in her youth. For example, when things didn't go her way in school, Brenda would find clever, non-lethal ways to get back at teachers. This could be the reason Brenda never finished high school. Yet, Brenda matured. She worked, she got married at 16, and had two children, one of which who turned one year old on the very same day as Brenda's disappearance. However, there were problems. Brenda and her husband Raymond had a dysfunctional relationship in which violence was alleged, and Brenda had even gotten an order of protection against him in the summer of 1992. So, on July 26, 1992, 
Brenda threw a birthday party for her one-year-old son at her house. Her husband and the children were living with his mother at the time. Everything was going fine until Brenda's husband's girlfriend, who was also Brenda's cousin, showed up uninvited. There were no fights or words, but this noticeably angered Brenda. The party ended, and everyone left. Later that night, Raymond showed up at Brenda's mother's house. He said he had gone back to Brenda's after dropping the kids off at his mother's, but Brenda wasn't there. Searches of the house and surrounding area were conducted. Nothing unusual was found. She was never seen again. Curiously, the clothes Brenda had been wearing at the party were in the house. These items offered no forensic help. This was not the final word on Brenda's disappearance, though. A year later, a man who knew Brenda went missing. His case is still also unsolved and will be covered lightly in this episode. Try to decide if their mysteries are connected as you also try to answer these three questions during the interview. Number one, if Raymond caused Brenda's disappearance, why would he so quickly alert her family that she was missing? Number two, should we believe what Brenda's daughter said about her mother's disappearance in 2004 when she was about 17 years old? And number three, could a female all by herself be responsible for Brenda's disappearance? Brenda's family absolutely believes foul play occurred the night she disappeared. The guest for this episode is Brenda's sister, Christy Kennedy. Unfound News. The new episode of Found for Patreon and YouTube supporters is out. I analyze from disappearances to discoveries the women kidnapped by Ariel Castro. If this is interesting to you, please become a paying member at either location. Next, this week I did an interview for the TV show Taking the Stand. It had to do with me testifying in the Steve Pankey trial in both 2021 and 2022. It went well. When will the episode be coming out? I don't know. But when I find out, I'll let you know. Finally, by the time you are hearing my voice, I will be back in Florida. And also, by the way, I turned 53 this week on August 1st. It was fantastic. If you missed wishing me a happy birthday, I won't hold it against you. As far as you know. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound the sister of Brenda Lambert, Christy Kennedy. Christy, welcome to Unfound. Thank you. Pleasure having you. And uh, this location, as I've told you, Christy, is very familiar to me because I pass this uh, city or town every time I drive back and forth between Pennsylvania and Florida. I always see that exit. So, Christy, I'm very excited about covering this disappearance and talking to you about Brenda. So let's just start there. Let's talk about your family. Uh, how many siblings? You, of course, Brenda is your sister. How many other siblings? Describe growing up with Brenda, your overall family, if you could. 
Okay, uh, Brenda was, um, she was a tomboy. She loved climbing trees, playing in creeks, uh, huh. <laughs> born breaks on people, you know. <clears throat> um, I think one time that they all got like a baby doll, but uh, Brenda was just kind of more of a, like I said, a tomboy. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't get the first eight years of her, so, uh, you know, I just rely on mm. stories from my, well, from my parents when they were alive and then my other siblings. Um, it's pretty much, they, you know, they were just regular West Virginia kids, you know, sleigh mm. riding and, you know, on car hoods and, huh. <laughs> uh, you know, catching uh, crawfish out of the creek and stuff like that. But um, mm. as I started getting older and, you know, knowing I was actually a human being and knowing what I was doing, you know, Brenda still carried that on. Um, she was very playful. I will describe her as childlike, but that is not anything mm-hmm. to do with her IQ as some have mm-hmm. thought. How many, uh, how many siblings did you have, Christy, besides you and Brenda? How many boys, how many girls, other ones? There was two boys and four girls. Wow. Well, well besides me. Yeah. Two boys, five girls. Wow. My dad had six other kids before he married my mom. Yikes. And that was four girls and two boys. So, you know, it was, uh, which we, we really only, um, I've only met, like, my other two half-brothers. Mm. Okay. I've never met the uh, other half-sisters or anything. Okay. All right. But you and, and Brenda, full, uh, she's, you, you both have the same mother and father. Yes. Okay. Very good. How did how do you think your brothers felt being uh, outnumbered by the girls four or five to two? How did they feel about uh, but, that? <laughs> uh, I say a little bit inferior, but they try though. You know, they try to uh-huh. they try to be masculine with us, but you know, we're just <laughs> as, we're pretty much as masculine as. Okay. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. All right. And. Um, what uh, you just say, of course, uh, Brenda is your older sister. Did you say that the difference between your ages is eight years? Yes. Eight years. Right. Okay. Right. And where does Brenda fall in the line of, of all the children? She was number five. Number five. Okay. Yes. And uh, you were what? Number seven then? Six. Number I six. Have a brother. Wow. Yes. So there's even one younger than you. So he is <laughs> even further different, further difference in age. Why well, he came along and kind of booted me on my baby spot, you know. Okay, <laughs> I gotcha. All right, very good. All right, so Brenda's number five. You're number six, and then you had a uh, a brother that it was even younger than that to add up to the yeah. seven five girls and two boys. Okay, would you say? I just have to be honest, being that there was an eight year difference. Would you say that growing up, probably Brenda was closer to maybe one of your other siblings? And you know, how would you compare that to your relationship with Brenda? I think we got up. We all got a a good split with her because mm. uh, you know she of course the the older ones got her younger years and then they left home and then you know I was home with her um, th- you know through her later years you know teenage and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of she was kind of in a good split to where she was kind of shared pretty good mm-hmm. between all of us um, when okay. my mom and dad uh, eventually let me start you know, going places, you know, I stayed with Brenda a lot. Um, she was just, you mm-hmm. know, she's kind of what a preteen girl needed to be around, you know, fun and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just wanted to go out a lot, which I'm the product of older parents. So, yeah. and, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't want to go and just be 
crazy, you know, right. and like Brenda did. Me and Brenda was all over the place for quite a few years before she disappeared. Okay. And I'm guessing being that there was that kind of age difference, did she like babysit you sometimes? Uh, she was like my second mom. She was like your second mom. Okay. Very good. All right. All right. So we have this uh, big family. Uh, of course, then you, like you said, your other father, your father had other children. That's really not relevant maybe to what we're talking about today, but, um, so Brenda's your, uh, eight years difference. And that's going to play, I think a little role here when we wants to get to the day of her disappearance, but uh, you've already spoken a little bit about Brenda. You know, you said you see was a little bit of a tomboy. What does that mean in West Virginia terms? West Virginia terms, you know, we, uh, you know, you'd fight and, and uh, you don't you don't dress up in dresses and hair bows. You fight. You run. You climb trees. You uh-huh. you know you just kind of you, you kind of like the stuff that boys do. You know. Mm-hmm. Would you <laughs> say that you? Of course, you have three other sisters uh, than Brenda. Were they like the same way, or are they a little more uh, something more feminine? Let's just say. What would you I say? think uh, the other three were probably a lot more feminine than Brenda. Mm-hmm. They did partake. And the tomboy stuff, but <laughs> even today, you know, they'll they'll be dressy and and you know and, and earrings and their hair all cute and everything. And I'm you know I'm just sitting here like I'm in a t-shirt, a pair of shorts, and slip-ons, my hair down, no makeup on. It's just you know it, I think it's where I spent most of my older years with Brenda. I just kind of adopted that. Well, if it helps, I'm sitting here in a t-shirt and shorts and slip-ons with no makeup on too, Christy. <laughs> I'm glad you don't have to. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, um, would you say then, for example, uh, was she into sports? Did she play like uh, basketball or, or anything like when I, cause when I think of tomboy, I think of women maybe a little bit more into playing sports and things. What about Brenda? Yeah, they all did. Uh, my dad had them a basketball court, uh, up above Man. our house when they were kids and they would go there and play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I was old enough to, you know, like I said, my mom and dad finally just let me go <laughs> somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go to a, a state park here named Pinnacle Rock, and we would play badminton. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but at that time, Brenda, you know, Brenda was 16, 17 when she had her first kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of her little adventures that had calmed down, you know, yeah, when right. you had a child. Which, you know, and she loved her kids. She's sure. with them, you know, a lot. I mean, she... You know, they did go to uh, their grandparents' house and stuff like that. It's normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, when her daughter came along, she just kind of, you know, you have to grow up some. But, you yeah. know, we're not willing to right. just grow up right. too much. Okay. And you've talked about her personality. She sounds like a fairly, out- fairly outgoing. Yes. She is outgoing. Yeah. Very yes. extroverted, I guess you'd say. Um, in a way, like, um, she wasn't really good face-to-face. She was kind of, uh, she was kind of a loner. Uh, okay. But she liked being in a crowd, but really not being part of a crowd. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, not maybe necessarily the life of the party. Uh, no, not really. Not really. Okay. Well, because around us, yeah, around us, she kept everybody going. But around strangers, mm-hmm. not she would do some things that would be very embarrassing for her. Okay. <laughs> to her, to her, her little point. sister? To her little sister? Embarrassing to her little sister? Like you, Christy? <laughs> yes. I mean, like, 
wait, when we went both went to Bramble together and I was in elementary school, we were, and I was sitting at the lunch table, just eating lunch with my friends. I seen her coming. She was holding something in her hand and she would bend over with each kid and point at me and, and show them something. And the closer she got, I realized it was a picture. And then um, when she got to me, she said, look, this is my sister right here. See her? She's in her panties in this picture. Like, and oh, my. I was just probably like, you know, five years old or something like that. But, you know, someone had snapped a picture of me in a shirt and panties. And that's what she decided to oh, show everybody wow. in my class. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Good story. Thank you for that, Christy. Okay. Um, what about, of course, you said that she had her first child when she was 17. Uh, then that just leads me to, to ask, did she complete her high school education or, or not? No, she did not. And um, Brenda, like I said, she was a prankster. And, mm -hmm. you know, all schools have teacher's pets. They have, and Brenda just, she was big against stuff like that. Like you don't treat people unfairly, mm -hmm. but instead of just praying for them, Brenda would do things like, you know, lock teachers inside of closets or oh my. make fudge with x lax in it and put it on the teacher's lounge table. Wow. So the principal, you know, he called my mom in and he was like, she was only 15. And he said, look, he said, if you would go ahead and sign her out, he said, I won't turn these papers in until she's 16. But I would just like for her to get out here. <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted her gone. Yeah, she was, yeah, you know, she, I, I'm going to justify her, of course, you know, mm -hmm. if, you know, if you're treating this other student better than you do the other ones, you know, somebody might eventually get tired of it and they're going yeah, they're going to do something about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going to do something. That's true. Okay, so, uh, so she didn't finish her high school education, uh, but did she uh, take up any work? Well, right out of high school is when she met her husband, and he worked with my brother. Okay. So that's how she met him, and so right out of high school, she got pregnant. Okay. And um, so Brenda was not the top to, and I guess you know he was just kind of the the breadwinner. You know, you stay home and mm -hmm. you're pregnant. And, you know, and then she, that's what became her life, was her daughter. Okay. Sure. And she was not about, I mean, I don't care. This is one thing I know about her is she did not ever, she was very protective over her. And mm -hmm. uh, she loved her with all her heart, you know. And then, you know, it's like five years later, her son comes along. Okay. So she was, she was a mother very early. And that's what that's what she stood by. She was right. not. She is not somebody. She does. She didn't want to. Um, I guess you can say put her kids in daycare or leave her kids with other people. Uh, you know how a job is. You know. Okay. She's yeah. Like, it, yeah. It can be that way. Them. Sure. Sure. She wanted to be the one raising her kids. Okay. Very good. So when you say she got pregnant at seventeen and uh, Raymond was the father. Yes. Okay. And let's uh, maybe just go through that just in general. Of course, he's going to be a huge part of this discussion eventually. But uh, you said that they met each other through uh, your, your and Brenda's brother. That's how that is. Yes, okay. And uh, how old is Raymond compared to Brenda? How old was he at the time? Same age? Five years I'm older? What was he? He's four years older. Four? Uh-huh. Four I'm years. Pretty sure. I was like eight and nine. When, mm. when all this stuff, yeah, you know, so I rely on a lot of other people's 
memories or information too with this. Right. Okay. But Raymond, uh, so she gets pregnant. She's 17. He's roughly 21. Yeah. So, well, I think it's more like 16 and 20. 16 and 20. Okay. Yeah, she was 16, and I believe she actually gave birth at 17. It's like I said, there's a lot of vague memories mm. that I have. And my mom and dad passed away really early mm. uh, when I was really young. 18 and 20 was my ages. And, you know, I can't actually go back to them and say, hey, I need to know this and this and right. this. Right. I got gotcha. you. Of course. Okay, that's fine. Um, that's totally fine. But he's older than her. I, I have to ask because just recently we covered a disappearance where uh, a woman met a guy and she was like 17, but he was 29. You don't think that the oh. age difference was that big? Uh, I do. Um, it depends. Like 17 years old, you're still a baby. Mm -hmm. And I think at 29, you're pretty much grown up. Yeah, all I'm, I'm asking you, all I'm asking you, Christy, is is Raymond, you don't think he was as old as 29. You think he and he oh. and Brenda were a lot closer in age. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. All right. That's all I'm trying well, to say. It's very normal in this part of the country. Uh, a lot of people would have problems with it, but I think 16 is actually the age of consent here. Okay. Yeah, we're not... Yeah, we, we understand these things go on. That's no problem at all. Uh, did they get married right away? So they were like 20 and 16 when they got married? I'm pretty sure, yes, that they did. I, I'm pretty sure I remember her being pregnant okay. and, and and getting married. Okay. Yeah. Any, of course, once again, we have to remember. So she's 16. You're eight years old. Maybe uh -huh. not at, even at that point understanding what marriage is like. But, of course, by the time she goes missing, when she's 22, she's 14. And... Um, you know, what do you remember? Uh, did you get to see, it, like, let's say 12, 13, going to 14, did you get to see her their marriage, like, you know, up, yeah. close, up close and personal? Like, did you go over to their house a lot? What would you say? I practically lived with them did for you? a whole time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it was what I based what I wanted out of a relationship on. Wow. You know, and a lot of people really don't like me giving him any kind of clout, but I'm going to because that's what I've seen and what I witnessed. Mm -hmm. I can't say what went on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. You know, like I didn't even know until after she disappeared that he had strangled her. Yeah, we'll get. We're gonna get into that, Christy. We'll get into right. that. Uh, but I, we'll, we'll get into I that. Was, yeah. Slow dances in the kitchen. Uh, I, I still remember their song, and it was Shameless by Garth Brooks. Mm -hmm. I seen them cooking together, and, you know, and we would have water fights together, play together, and he would always hand her a lot of money, and he's like, here, mm -hmm. you know, y'all go shopping. You know, I mean, he was, to me, in my eyes, he was the perfect husband and the perfect dad. All right, and how much time would you say you spent over there? You practically you say practically live with him, so does that mean you were actually staying over there, like, for days at a time? Yeah. Yeah, as much as my mom and dad would let me, they would come and pick me up, and then mm. the next day, you know, they'd come and make me go home, and then the next day, Brenda would come back down and get me again. Wow. Okay. So, I, I stayed with her quite a bit. Um, we're, we were pretty close. She named her daughter after me. And, uh... Right, Krista, right? Krista. Yeah, Krista Dawn, yeah. Okay. Okay, and they have a son, too, though. Yes. And what's yes, his name? Was, what's his name? Uh, Raymond... Raymond. We called him Junebug. Junebug. All right, so there was Raymond Jr. Uh-huh. Raymond, so they had two children. 
Yes. Okay. Very good. So you got to see this uh, marriage up close at the time, but we have just have to remember, not necessarily an adult, but what you saw, at least in person while you were there, thought the marriage looked okay. That's what I wanted. And, uh, and you know, I was just 14, but I knew mm. that, you know, if I was ever going to get married, that's what I wanted. Okay. That's totally fine. All right, so you're there, uh, and when would you say the last time it was that you actually stayed at their house for an extended period of time before she went missing? Um, probably a month or two before she went missing. All right, so early summer of 1992. Yes. Okay. When did you, though, okay, we'll get into, so they have this marriage, and what was Raymond's job again? What was he doing? Uh... I'm pretty sure he worked at a car lot. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of small details like that. It's just <clears throat> been wiped out over the years. And, mm -hmm. and just for really from the initial shock of losing her. Right. Right. Of course. So, but just uh, to go back to something you said before, he was the one that was going out there earning money and she was taking care of the kids at home. Yes. Okay. Right there in Bluefield, West Virginia. Uh, Bluewell, actually. Um, Everybody will say, you know, we live in Bluefield, mm -hmm. but there's actually small towns within Bluefield. So she actually disappeared from Bluewell. Bluewell. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, your family is from that area. So were a lot of your impression, a lot of other of your family members uh, having interactions with them at the time? Um, after her disappearance? Or before? Yeah, before, before. Like, you know, get together with... Of course, yeah, we're going to eventually like, talk about this party, but like other get-togethers and things. Yeah, yeah, we were close-knit. I mean, we were all pretty, you know, we just was. We uh, That's that's why we knew something bad had happened to Brenda even a day later because we didn't do that. Okay. We didn't stay away like that. Okay. And especially not Brenda. Brenda was a big mommy's girl. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So when before uh, before disappearance and, re and reminding everybody you were just 14 at the time, 13, 14 years old, uh, when do you think that your family, of course, Brenda's side of this whole family, of course, she and Raymond are married, maybe started to become aware that maybe the marriage wasn't exactly as you viewed it when you would go over there? How, you know, was that in 1991? Was that early 1992? What What's the best you can tell? Probably the summer. Uh, I mean, it wasn't long before she disappeared. Huh. And I, even I started picking up on it. Uh, there was a few months before then that I think that my sisters had an idea that it was just going to, you know, that they, they'd end up in a divorce because mm. of what was going on. <laughs> of course, I wasn't allowed into the adult world. Brenda and mm. my mom, really all my family is very protective of younger people. And what goes into their minds. Right. And uh, it just really wasn't my business. But I started realizing, you know, something's off with these two, you know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, if, you know, maybe it's just where it was. I, I didn't know what was going on. And really mm -hmm. at 14 years old, Brenda was so good at hiding it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'd still do our crazy little things. And I'd dress up as Wayne and Garth and go down the road heading huh. into Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. You know? so, That's funny. Yeah, it, it, we have to remember it was 1992 when that uh, that became popular, right? That SNL skit with uh, Dana Carvey and Michael Myers. Yes, okay. All right, so yeah, 
So, all right, so people became aware. So these are just some examples. Did anybody ever see Brenda with any bruises? Did she ever say, well, no, uh, I actually walked into a door? Was it things like that or, or what? She was pretty upfront and told everybody, which, of course, uh, people hanging out at the bars that they had started going to the few months prior had seen her being dragged, uh, dragged out and by mm -hmm. her throat or up against the car being choked and, and by know, Raymond let's just be clear and, by Raymond yes okay and um there I have all kinds of people that have come forward and said yeah I was there and that is what he was doing to her um and they okay. said that she would just be sitting around you know just listening to music and talking to people and that's that would be the result I guess of his jealousy or okay. whatever you know okay but, uh, she did end up taking out a DVP July 7th. Um, weird. Just to be clear, but we have to use we have to use years here. July 7th, 1992? Yes. All right. July 7th, 1992, she did take a DVP out on him. Um, she did have bruises around her neck consistent with being strangled and choked. Mm -hmm. uh, and scratches. Okay, so th roughly three weeks before she goes missing... She had gotten this restraining order. Yes. Okay. Well, I think we actually, there was a warrant out for his arrest for that. For violence against her? Yes. Okay. And, all right, do you think it got as far as her, once again, I realize you're 14 at the time, but what you've learned over the past 31 years is did she actually eventually did she actually go and sit down with a lawyer, a divorce lawyer, before she went missing, or is that just something she was talking about doing? She had an appointment with a divorce lawyer, yeah. uh, and on mm. July thirtieth, I believe, nineteen ninety-two, wow. and that was mostly to get custody <clears throat> first of right. her kids. Of course, okay. Because in the state of West Virginia, whoever goes and gets custody first gets to keep those kids by court order until some type of, uh, you know, uh, visitation is obtained mm -hmm. in court. Okay. But once again, this was July 30th, so that was going to be her first ever meeting with a lawyer. Of course, she went missing before that. Yes, four days before. Okay. Yeah, four days before. Okay, now there is something though about this restraining order that you said that uh, it happened on July 7th, but... Uh, as you and I have already talked about, and of course the listeners all know that I talk to guests at least a couple times, exchanging emails or whatever before they ever do an official interview like we're doing today. And by the way, today is July 21st of 2023 when we're doing this interview. But she rescinded it or she had it, you know, um, removed or whatever. What can you say about that? Okay, so, you know, it had been two days since she had taken the DVP out, and she ended up dropping it on July 9th, 1992, and what she had told uh, my mom and my other family members is that he was never arrested, he, he caught up with her and was throwing her against walls and putting a gun to her head, and he made her call to inquire about how to drop a DDP. All right, so just to be clear, you did not hear this. You heard this from your mother and one of your other sisters. Yes. That this is what this is what Brenda said Raymond did. 
Yes. Okay. And just to get that date correct, so she files for the restraining on July 7th, and this happened only two days later. Yes. That quickly, two days. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so did she go then and do that? Did that, that restraining order then get rescinded? Yes. All she right. did go that same day, and wow. she had it dropped. Okay. But we have to remember that, uh, of course, we're recognizing July 26, 1992 as the official missing date. So we still have like a couple weeks to go before she went missing. Yes. Okay. Um, what do you know? Of course, once again, I, I'm going to keep saying this just so everybody in the audience remembers this. That you're just, you know, 13, 14. You know, at that point, you know, I remember being 13, 14. You knew about relationships and you even said yourself that, um, you know, you, what you saw their marriage, you thought it was pretty good. And, you know, if you want to get married one day, you'd hope yours would be like theirs. Of course, theirs went sour for some reason. We're going to get into that eventually. But um, what is your understanding then between July 9th and July 26th of what was going on in their relationship? She gets this restraining order. She gets it rescinded two days later, allegedly due to what he would, you know, threatening her. What do you understand went on in those two weeks? Did they live together? Were they seeing each other? What do you know? Um, I was at a point where I was I wasn't really allowed at her house much anymore, mm, and course. that's why I knew something was going on yeah. somewhere. Uh, from going to see them dancing to barely even looking at each other, you know. Uh, but here is what, uh, and it's really I didn't find out until the night she disappeared about what was really going on. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me on her porch that Raymond had been cheating on her with our first cousin, Tammy. And it had been going on for months and she was finally tired of it. And, you know, and that, mm -hmm. I think the DVP just kind of escalated everything to a point. They had been fighting a lot. Um, she had, threatened him mm-hmm. that if he doesn't bring her kids back to her that she's going to tell things on him and his family that will have them put in prison for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. that was three days prior so apparently uh, he was keeping the kids from her and he would take them to his mom's house where she knew she couldn't go mm-hmm. to get them all right let me so let me ask you this so they were not living together I don't think so. Like I said, I wasn't up there. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, like the night of the birthday party, yeah. uh, Raymond was going home or driving his mother's car, taking his mother back home with the kids. Yeah. Uh, so apparently he was having to stay with his mother. Okay. Just, and we're going to get into that. But I just want to make this is something I think it's very important to understand. Then in the weeks leading up to her disappearance, she was living in their house but it seems by herself maybe and that Raymond and the children were living with his mother in a totally different location well yeah um the kids wasn't supposed to be living with I, them. I get she that I, I know I'm not talking about what's supposed to be I'm just telling you I what mean, was what was well, I, I know but it's kind of it's so back and forth that mm-hmm. I couldn't actually say they were actually living with him because there was a okay. lot of times they were there at her house mm-hmm. with him there too Right, and of course, this protection order, got, this restraining order, got taken away. So there's no paperwork that anybody has to. They're not divorced yet, so there's no really no custody paperwork situation. If they're living apart, it's just 
who has more power, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it was just so back and forth. Mm-hmm. I've been up there babysitting for them while they both went out. And then this was after they had been fighting, not the weeks after the DDP. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I know now is they had been fighting about Tanny for months. And, okay. uh, yeah, like I said, it's so back and forth. And it's okay. been over 30 years ago. So all these little details, I just know That's that fine. That's fine, Christy. He, was, That's he fine. was there, and then he was at his mom's. It, it was just both. Okay. <laughs> it's oh random. Right. Yeah, these times when people are getting divorced, I, as the listeners know, I've never been married. I don't have any kids. I have no, uh, I don't think any desire to ever be married or anything. But so, you know, we've talked about these situations many times on Unfound. And yes, it can be very turbulent times, times hard to pin people down, especially when you're, you know, only 13, 14 at the time. And it very well may be that your sister Brenda, your other older sisters, your mother, other people who are, you know, 18 and above are kind of keeping you out of this, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm completely, you know, kept in the dark for the most mm-hmm. part. And even when, you know, Brenda disappeared and, and law enforcement stepped in, they wouldn't even ask me nothing. And that's mm-hmm. one thing I hope that they change. Yeah. Because at 14 years old, I could have probably told them a whole lot more information. Mm-hmm. But it probably has slipped my mind. Just, yep. you know, probably. being so young. <laughs> could be, could be. This, uh, we're, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Tammy later, but... Uh, the, the way when you spoke to Brenda about Tammy, is this a situation where, um, she found out about Tammy by accident or was this something that Raymond just outright told her, you know, it, 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 out of spite? What do you think? They have been caught together at Tammy's mom's house. Oh, they can't. Okay. By my other sisters. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. So we're going to come back to this. Uh, Tammy and a lot of this a little more detail a little bit later. Of course, we have to talk about this birthday party first. But we do have to talk about, of course, uh, we do have to talk about somebody else. Very and very, very general terms. Because um, even if you go to, for for example, for the listeners, if you go to Charlie Project, uh, Brenda's disappearance is sometimes connected to the disappearance of a guy's name is Mark Cook, and I just want to talk about him in very general terms. Um, did the two actually know each other? And yes, what do you know? What do you what do you know about the two of them knowing each other? Okay, they went to school together, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to say this too because it's just something that irritates me because I cannot seem to get it fixed. Somebody gave West Virginia State Police so much wrong information, even a wrong disappearance date of October 17th, 1991, is what's on West Virginia State Police's missing persons poster of hers. They also said that Brendan Mark was boyfriend and girlfriend. That wasn't true either. Mm. I've been trying to get it fixed, though. Just just so I can confirm that with you, that's all that's false. But I know they went to school together. Uh, I know, you know, they were friends. Okay. And also, he worked at Burger King, and mm. I went through there several times. All Brenda loved Burger King, and she loved Whoppers and and pickles. So he would always pile whop, uh, pickles on top of her Whoppers. You know what I'm saying? He would be yeah. kind of flirty with her and stuff. And um, you know, of course, it may, I think it made Brenda blush a little bit. You know, but that's as far as I personally see it go. That's it. Okay. Now in 1994. Because a lot of people said that I messed up Brenda's case by sticking Mark in it, and that's simply not true. I was 17 and still in school when uh, in 1994. Mark Cook 
and Brenda did know each other. Yes. They knew they knew each other to see each other. And when you say they went to school together, does that mean like they were in the same class or they just happened to be under the same roof together at school? Were they like the same were they like the same age? Same roof. Same roof, but you know it's a small school. Everybody knew each other. Okay. And did you or any your mother or any of your sisters after all these years and I realize your your parents are dead now, but when they were still alive, did anybody ever say, you know, Brenda used to talk about Mark? All the time. Something like that. No. Nothing like yeah. that. Never. Okay. Okay. All right. So we got all this going on. We're going to get back to, you know, how he got mixed up in this. And, you know, the, you know, we certainly want to get into that. But all I'm trying to establish right now is that Mark Cook is a real person. He and Brenda did know each other. But she really never mentioned him. It was, uh, I guess what we're saying is Raymond might have been cheating with Tammy, but Mark and Brenda did not know each other like that. No. Okay, no. very good. Let's move up to the day of this birthday party. And, of course, you were there. What do you remember about it, Christy? Uh, well, it started off good. Like, a lot of kids running around playing, everybody in a good mood, you know. Like I said, we were close-knit. We loved getting together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the mood changed all of a sudden. Do you well, want me to keep elaborating? Yeah, please go. Why? Okay, because Tammy, uh, our cousin, showed up, and Brenda and Raymond were on the porch arguing about who invited her, and they both did not invite her, so that would mean she showed up uninvited. Okay. You know, and, you know, maybe it's just the look on her face or just her regular face, I don't know, but, because uh, we didn't really know her that good, mm-hmm. um, not personally, but okay. there was just a lot of evil glares at Brenda that not from her. Okay. And um, when you when you say Tammy's a cousin, how is exact how is she exactly related to you and Brenda and the rest of your family? Her mom and my mom are sisters. Wow, so okay. Sister. All right. And are you uh, privy to anything when this came out about Tammy with Raymond, did your mother ever talk to her sister about this situation? I say she did naturally, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's always the same story. She didn't know Brenda was married. <coughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So there. All right. Just wanted to establish that. So you have this birthday party, and and as best as you can tell, Tammy was not invited. No. All right, but she but, shows up anyway. Yes. Oh my. Okay. And uh, was there? A, of course, Raymond's there with the kids, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. right. There. Kids are there. Okay. And whose birthday party was it? Whose birthday? Uh, the son's. June Bugs. All right. So um, June Bugs, Raymond's son, uh, Raymond and Brenda's son. It's his birthday. And Tammy shows up. And you're there. And everything gets pretty dark pretty quickly. And how did the rest, What once she shows up, how did the rest of the party go? Your memories. Well, everybody was wondering what was wrong with Brenda. And I, I think that everybody kind of knew. Because after she told me on the porch what was going on between Raymond and Tammy, and then me seeing the look on Tammy's face when Brenda would go by, you know, even with the birthday party pictures, I'm right there with Brenda constantly wondering, like, why is she not doing anything about this? Yeah. Because Brenda wasn't the top to be walked all over you know, I don't right. care who you are. She's going to be nice to you, but the minute that you try to walk all over, she's going to take care of it. <laughs> you know, okay. she just—it was all her character to 
to just not say or do anything to someone mm. causing her so much grief. Yeah. And how big was this party? Your memory, how many people were there? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'd say kids included. Yeah, kids included. Growing up 15 to 20. Wow, big party. Yeah. Okay. All right, very good. So we got this big birthday party. Of course, this makes sense. It's Brenda's son. It's at the Lambert house where Brenda is living. We've already talked about how this living situation seemed to be a little fluid. But Raymond uh, was not living there seemingly at the time. He had to show up for this party. But Brenda, your understanding was living at the home by herself at that point. Yes. Okay, so everybody comes over to Brenda's. She's probably the one that planned it. All these people were there. Tammy shows up. Uh, unannounced and uninvited. And uh, what do you remember about the end of the night? When did uh, you leave and who was still there when you left? Well, we all kind of left at the same time. It was just kind of protocol, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Brenda was already starting to pop balloons to clean up after the birthday party. Yeah. Uh, she was, her next, her, what she was going to do next is she was, uh, they were going to remodel a room in the back of the house. She was going to go in there and get off the old paint. Off the, it was made up. It was like block walls. So she was going to get the paint off of it. So, you know, mm. get ready for the new paint. Okay. Um, we were all leaving. Uh, the only person, people left besides us was Raymond, his mom, and then the two kids, Brenda's two kids, in okay. the same car. Uh, we were in our own car. They were in their own car, just to clarify. Um, okay. I remember... Pretty good because I went back and I, I gave them kisses and hugs goodbye. Mm -hmm. uh, Brenda, though, she was going from one car to the next before everybody started leaving, asking if someone was down out with her. And her move had gotten uh, pretty bad over the course of the birthday party. And none of us, we were all like, no, nah, we're just going to go home, you know? So, you know. Um, yeah. But Raymond and his mom... And the kids were the last to leave. Okay. When do you uh, have any recollection of uh, Tammy leaving? Did she leave well before Raymond? And yeah, she, she left. Yeah, she left before. I mean, I, I definitely don't remember her leaving the same time we did. Mm -hmm. I remember our car and then Raymond's mom's car being the last one there. Okay. Very good. Uh, given you already stated this, but I'll just uh, go through this again. Um other people at the party, were they aware that Raymond and Tammy had this thing going on? Or, or you know, she shows up. Did everybody know the magnitude of that, how weird that was, how kind of explosive situation? Did other people know that Raymond had a thing going on with her? Uh, yeah. Did everybody yeah, know? Uh, so yeah. she, okay, so she decided to show up anyway and crash this birthday party. Okay. Yeah, well, my sisters are the ones who called them together at my aunt Bonnie's yeah, house. Yeah, so right. <laughs> right. Okay, so that would that would all make sense. That's why everybody knew because people at the party were the, the were some of the people who caught them together. Yes. Okay. Very good. Thank you. That's a very good point. Okay, so we have all these people, and seemingly the last people to be there with Brenda were her husband, estranged possibly husband Raymond, and the kids, and Raymond's. Uh, mother. And in fact, you have pictures from that night, don't you? I've got, I've got all kinds of pictures. Yeah, there. Actually, you've sent me yeah. some of them. Yes, you've sent me some of them. And I will be, of course, in the lead up to the release of this episode, I will be posting some of them so people can see, you know, a night, 
you know, from the very night that Brenda went missing, you get to see pictures from that party. And I really appreciate you sending those to me, Christy. Um, so the end of the party, and so you, your understanding, at least everybody's understanding, is once the party was over, that Brenda was going to be by herself at the house, and she was going to be doing some interior work for preparations of remodeling part a room or something. Yes. Okay. Do you remember what time that was uh, when, you, of course, we're not exactly sure when Raymond and so his mother... Nick- say 8 o'clock, but yeah, as you it. can tell right now, it's dusk around 9 mm-hmm. o'clock in West Virginia. So, yeah. And I remember it being dusk. I remember how she looked the last time I seen her, and, yeah. you know, it was kind of like dusk, so it was around 9 p.m. Okay. And so, yeah, yeah. sure, plenty of time. She's been a good mother through, through this huge birthday party, 20 people there. Of course, Tammy being there soured things. But she did it. She got it done. That's what that's what mothers do. And then yes. she was just going to have some alone time to work on her home. Yes. Okay. Very. But she had, she had said that she wanted to keep her kids with her. Yeah. But they ended up going with him anyway. Okay. She wanted to keep her son for his first birthday. You know. Okay. Very good. Let's move on now uh, to the next day. Of course, that birthday was on July twenty sixth, nineteen ninety two. We go to the next day. July 27th, and what was it, once again, your understanding of when people started to think, you know what, something's not right here. Uh, Of course, this is before cell phones, this is before email, this is before the internet, all of that stuff. What was the first sign, as best as you can tell, that somebody thought, you know what, can't reach Brenda, something seems weird here? Well, it started the night before, after the birthday party, when everybody got back home. Okay, tell us, please. My mom received a phone call, and it sounded like someone choking on the other end of one, and then it hung up. Wow. And, we, you know, I think back then, there were so many prank calls, you know? Yeah. It, it was a big thing back then. And it was. I don't think they really thought anything of it. And then a little later, Raymond had came down, and my sister said he looked like he had seen a ghost, and he was shaking and sweating, asking if anybody had seen Brenda. And when was this again? Please remind the listeners. When was this? That was after the birthday party on oh. July 26, 1992. All right. So we, we've already stated that everybody pretty much was gone by 9 p.m. And later that night, Raymond comes by. Yeah, around 10, 11 p.m. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And he, he's saying he's looking for Brenda. Yes. Okay. So it looked like he, had, he was just terrified. Okay. Were you? Did you see this yourself with your own eyes? No, I, I didn't see it. No. Okay, that's fine. All right. So we have this call of a choking. Of course, there's no caller ID or anything necessarily at this point. Um, prank calls. I was 22 at the time, um, so I know about that. <laughs> you know, this is kind of my generation as well. Um, and uh, of course, she and I, uh, Brenda and I, are very close in age. Uh, so, um, they have this how this call, and then right after that, Raymond shows up at your mother's house? Yes. Okay, and, and what does he say again? Please state that again. Um, he is looking for Brenda, and he, my sister said he was, like, ghostly white and shaking and sweating. Okay. And what did everybody do about that? Did everybody, uh, this is just an example, just asking you, did everybody get in their cars and go over to Brenda's, or what happened? See, I, no, because I don't even, 
I, I don't. I never even heard about that for a while. Oh, okay. You didn't. That was not something you knew at the time. When do you think you no, first? That is not first... something that my mom would want me to hear. Oh, it's not. Um, okay. It was a few years. I mean, it was when everything really started blowing up, and you know, everybody. That's the next day we were going to her house. I remember that. Mm. And um, of course, back then, you know, they had called the law. Back then. The law said that you have to wait two days and the spouse mm -hmm. needs to call in. So, you know, the, the two days following up to the actual call being made by Raymond himself, because he's the one that called filed the report of her okay. missing. Uh, there was people up at her house and, you know, that people were going to our aunt's house and everywhere mm -hmm. in town that Brenda might actually be. Okay, so what you're saying is eventually uh, wasn't made. Was it that night, or was it the next day that somebody actually went out? Whenever it was the next morning. Okay, and let me just ask you some questions. So Raymond comes over. He's worried about uh, Brenda, his estranged wife. You know, ten or eleven o'clock that night, just a couple hours after the party was over. Um, I, I have to ask you: Did he ever even give any reason why he went back over to her house? No, hey, he, I'm pretty sure, I'd have to look back, but I'm pretty sure that he told law enforcement that he was at his mom's house all night. All right, so he can't have it both ways. He says he can't find Brenda, but then he says he's at his mother's all night. Yeah, I mean, why, why, why do you know Brenda? How do you know Brenda's not there? You're not even supposed to be there. <laughs> you know? okay, Why'd you right, go back? Right, okay, gotcha. All right, so, but he does come down goes to the house, but nobody goes over to her house till the next morning. Right. Okay. And when the way you understand it, if you were there, you could tell us, but if you weren't there, just tell us what you heard. Um, okay. What was the condition of the house? Were there any signs of violence? Was her car there? Were the direct uh -huh. decorations taken down? What can you say about all of that? What I have been told is that his family had came and cleaned Brenda's house that morning. His mother and his sisters. That is what was told to me, and that is what still is told today. Even all right. So uh, I, I guess we have to remember, even though Brenda's living in the house, it's technically still Raymond's house as well. So I guess it's so okay. There's, there's no reason. No there reason. was no reason for them to be there cleaning her house. Okay. Well, there's no, but I guess what I'm saying is he does have access to the house because it's his too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. But, so Brenda was a very um, clean person mm -hmm. that's exactly what she would have she would have been doing so she didn't even get as far as cleaning up okay. after the birthday party all right so what you're saying is when brenda's side of the family went over there raymond's side of the family was already there yes and, and cleaning stuff up that is exactly what i have been told and the story okay. has not changed it has been said over and over for 30 some years all right that sure is convenient uh, that, that they're over there that morning. Okay. To your knowledge, did anybody have the idea that this was in the plans? That this was the way that it was supposed to go did, at the party? Did anybody say, well, we'll be back over the next morning to help you clean up? No, no, they didn't do that stuff for Brenda. Okay. As far as I've uh, already talked about the police a little bit, when was the official report filed? Um... As far as, of course, she's over there, she's not there. When he searches them, the report, what can you say about all of that? Uh, well, he had to wait two days. So I believe it was July 29th 
when the official missing persons uh, report was filed by by Raymond. He did go and file a missing persons report for it. You did? Okay. Yes. All right. So just to sum this all up, any searches done around the house anywhere at the time? Maybe there have been searches done since then in the last 30 years. But at the time, any searches done for her? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, searches in and outside of her house, mm -hmm. uh, the neighborhood, um, on down the road. Someone had said they smelled something rotten in uh, some garbage bins at an apartment complex, and we went down there searching. Mm -hmm. um, my other brothers and sisters, or, you know, my other brother and my sisters, because the other one's really, my other brother is really young then, he's nine. Um, they go searching at a, some pond somewhere. They're searching everywhere. They're Good. going to everybody's houses, calling right. everybody. Good. Okay. All right, so there were searches done at the time for her, being that she was not at home. Uh, exactly. Okay. She was not home. Okay. Her car was not, her car was there. Too. Her car Everything. was there. Okay. So the police, uh, Raymond files this report. Um, of course, he gets to put his version of events on the record. Um, and I understand, we, of course, we don't point fingers or anything like that, but that sure does seem uh, convenient for him. That's in, really in, in, that's you know, in contrast to if your mother or one of your sisters had filed the police report, we might have a different version of events, right? Yes, which, which law enforcement was really good to get everybody's statements. Okay. They was a little good about that. I believe mm -hmm. that back then there wasn't a lot of training or, or education about missing persons and, and procedures. No, so, no. Right. And so we're led to believe that the story Raymond's telling is some for some reason after he left the party, he went back over there, Brenda's not there, he goes down to your mother's house, says she's not there. Um, and then the next morning when everybody is, um, goes over there, Raymond's family's over there and cleaning everything up. Yes. Okay. Very good. Police are involved and, uh, this course, this disappearance is still unsolved here well into 2023. And we should know on this date, we're coming up on the 31st year exactly since she went missing. Very close here. That one's, uh, something that everybody should note. Uh, let's go back. Uh, so we're now going to talk a little bit more in detail about some of these things. And you're going to get to expound, I think, on some things you'd like to explain a little bit more here, Christy. I just needed to make sure that people understand the generalities. And we're going to start with the house again. Of course, Brenda was not there. Did it look like, of course, they're cleaning up, but still anything missing? Have you ever been told, your family ever been told, you know, it's some of her jewelry was missing? A TV was missing or, or anything. I'm going to tell you the strangest thing is apparently Raymond said that all of her panties was missing. That's what he said. Yes. Uh, even the clothes she was wearing, the yellow shirt and the blue shorts, the last clothes that we've seen her in, yeah. they were still at her house. Okay. And, and people will see the pictures. You have pictures of her wearing that yellow shirt and the shorts, right? Yes. That's what she was wearing, and like I said, I'll be posting pictures so people can see. And so at the party, she's wearing these clothes, and those clothes were actually found in her house after she went missing. Yeah, so we don't even know what or if she had anything on. Okay. All right. And so they were there, and uh, has anybody been able to, like you just said, though, 
there you can't tell if she was wearing any clothes when she went missing. No, I mean, I mean, you just don't know. Yeah, it's just as unknown as you know as pretty much everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I mean, she definitely. We definitely do not know what she was wearing. Whoever did what they did to her, no. Yeah, okay. but the rest of us don't. All right. So Raymond says that her panties are missing. Uh, was that ever verified? Is that uh, did your one of your sisters, your mother, actually ever look into that to verify that? Do you know? Well, I would have to really run that by them again. It's not something I've ever thought to talk about. Yeah. But I mean, just it's ridiculous to think that a woman's going to run off with another man, and the only thing she's going to take is her panties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I, I've been meaning to ask if anybody had ever, because there was supposedly a suitcase left uh, okay. packed. Okay. But it was still there, but somehow that proves that she left. It doesn't make no sense. Like, somebody's just getting their getting their laws on me. <laughs> okay, all right. And this is why it's hard to kind of go through these things. Now, probably some of the listeners are thinking, well, we have heard about serial killers who take trophies, and sometimes killers do take panties, women's panties, as a trophy uh, after they kill a woman or something, we're not saying that Brenda's dead, but this is kind of, it seems like it's a thing that's out there that some killers do. But what Raymond yeah. was saying, what Raymond was saying, they was they were all gone. Yeah. Okay. She's not going to take her purse, her credit, her, her cars, her driver's loss, social security mm-hmm. number. She's not going to take nothing but panties. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So the yellow shirt and the shorts are there. And then there's this weird story uh, Raymond's telling about the panties. Okay. Uh, this house, you'll have to maybe describe this uh, area to everybody. You know, where Brenda's house was, where she was living. Of course, once again, it's Raymond's house too, but she was living there at the time. Um, are there neighbors like next door across the street? Or is it like... Yeah, she's surrounded by neighbors. Okay. Uh, anybody see anything, hear anything, any cars, uh, you know, any activity at the house after the party? Did anybody ever come forward to say anything? No, but they did. Um, she had ran to one of her neighbor's house before and made a call to 911 about him beating on her. That mm-hmm. was close to uh, the time she disappeared, too. Okay. But nothing the night of her disappearance. No, no like, for example, a, a car pulling up in front after everybody left. Or even uh, her walking down the street and somebody seeing her. Anything like that? No, no. It's just, just like she vanished without a trace. Um, also, that night, there was a big thunderstorm. Mm. Uh, so if there was like a lot of commotion outside or inside the house, I don't think many people would have heard anything. Right. Plus, everybody would have been in their houses too. So. Right. Okay. And we have to remember, this is uh, after 9 o'clock at night. It's going to be dark. And uh, maybe everybody's in for the night anyway, so not a lot of cars on that road or that street. And even if uh, you know, she, I'm not saying I, I, I'm not telling anybody what to believe, but if even if she did walk away on her own, maybe there would be nobody to see her anyway. But if somebody, you know, whether it was Raymond or somebody else pulled up afterwards, nobody's gonna see that either. Okay, but there were houses in the area. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's also tire tracks up beside the Those hidden are. part of her house. Um, I see. Nobody knows what you know what transpired right there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have speculations. You know, maybe that's how he, you know, mm-hmm. um, put 
got her body into a car. And yeah, wait, wait. Let me just ask you this: uh, When you, would you say that the tire tracks were on the hidden side of her house? Yes. What does that mean? The hidden side. What does that mean? Um, there was a side that is mostly um, wooded and, and and you know just kind of hidden from the rest of the neighborhood. Okay, so do you mean like it's on the side of the house, the back of the house? This side, like, uh, you know, if you're standing right in front of your house, but your house was two-story plus it had a basement, Okay. Uh, it would be on the right side of her house. All right. So what you're saying is it would be possible, especially at night, for a car to pull up there on that particular side of the house and nobody would see it? Yes. Okay, very good. Thank well, you for... Sure. I mean, that's easy, yeah. Okay, very good. So that's uh, you just have to, you know, the hidden part of the house or this that I think we need a little more explanation. Thank you. All right, so it's possible. Okay, let's uh, now. Of course, we've talked about Raymond. We're just going to concentrate on him uh, exclusively here for a while. And yes, we are going to get back to Mark Cook eventually. We, of course, we've talked uh, a bit already about him uh, having this uh, relationship. She, of course, he's still married. They may be having marriage problems, and she wanted to get a divorce, but they're still married. And Raymond is having this relationship with Brenda's cousin, Tammy. Uh, any idea how this even got started? And it all. Okay. Uh, I think they had, because like I said, I, I'm a little bit further away from the other ones, but right. they had seen each other maybe a couple times, like for Easter or something when they were kids. Okay. But my aunt Bonnie and Tammy, they lived in Missouri. They moved to Mercer County here. Okay. But, you know, where Bill really is. Um, and my aunts, two of my aunts, start, they opened up a bar. They started running a bar. And that's kind of when my all my sisters would start going hanging out at a bar around them. Mm-hmm. Um, Brenda and Raymond started going. And then they, uh, see, there was a, they would go to all the bars. It was just like a few months span. It wasn't like a lifestyle. It was just kind of something I think they all got into as adults. Let's go out together and, you mm-hmm. know, have some fun and dance. Yeah. Um, there is nobody that I knew that would actually drink. They, none of them that I've known of would drink alcohol. So it's just kind of like a let's go out and dance kind of thing. Okay. Um, so there was another bar named Petro's that they would go to. And that's just kind of how it all started is when, you know, like, I guess maybe six months to a year or something like that is when my aunt, Bonnie, and her daughter, Tammy, mm-hmm. had moved down through here. And okay. it wasn't long after that. I'm thinking that that's when the affair started. The affair started. Has anybody ever been able to explain uh, how well did Brenda and Tammy even, did they even know each other at all uh, or, or what? What do you think? Well... Tammy has said that she didn't know they were married. I mean, we all know that's a lie. Okay. Um, I, I know, I realize I'm being a homework here would cause a lot of guilt, but, you know, it makes mm-hmm. it look even worse when you're just straight up lie like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were hanging out for months. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, seeing Brennan and Raymond together, dancing, knowing they were married, knowing they lived together, yeah. you, you know, you got to know. I, okay. I mean, that's just logic. Uh, Let me ask you this about, of course, we're concentrating on Raymond. Did Raymond do, uh, make any attempt, uh, I guess what uh, I'm asking you here is, did he ever admit to this affair in the last 30-some years? Have you ever admitted that he was having a relationship with Tammy? 
Well, Tammy moved in a week after Brenda disappeared, oh, and they okay. ended up getting married. Okay, and we're going to get to that later, but I guess before Brenda even went missing, did Raymond ever acknowledge to anybody that he was having this uh, relationship with Tammy? No, he even mm -hmm. denied it to police uh, during his initial interview after Brenda's he disappearance. Did. Okay, yes. so that's where I was going with it. So even when, after Brenda went missing, and this was kind of known, of course, to your side of the family... He denied ha having any relationship with Tammy at all. Yes. Okay. And then when Tammy went in on her, uh, I guess she went in on her own and told them that she was his girlfriend. All right. And so which he denied it again. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So she's saying yes. He's saying no. Um, and um, any proof that uh, where Tammy was after the party that night has people have people looked into that uh i'm not sure how much they've looked into it but mm -hmm. there's no proof of where she was okay very good and uh moving to the party did tammy and raymond leave, leave together that night or did she leave before she like she left before he did okay at the time, Raymond, of course, now his uh, estranged wife is missing. Did he have any theory? Did he, at the time, we can talk about what he said about her disappearance. We're not going to get into our own theories here, but did Raymond ever offer up a theory as to what happened to Brenda? I believe he was trying to say that she had left with a guy named Mike Blankenship. And where does that name come from? I have no idea. I don't know, maybe Mark. <laughs> okay. All right, so... Uh, um, how big is this? You, you've talked about Blue Well, Bluefield. How big is this area? How many people live there? Just in um, it's kind of hard for me to say. Um, maybe a couple thousand. It's not a very big place. It's not, no, it's a very small town. Okay. I have looked for a, that Mike Blankenship, and I've never found him. Okay. You know. All right. Uh, so. Uh, I guess what we're saying here is, of course, if this happened in New York City and there being a Mike Blankenship, we might not be able to find him. And that a, a smaller town like this, how could Brenda know a guy if she, you know, if she left with a guy named Mike Blankenship that nobody else knew? Well, when, I mean, right? you know, my sisters didn't know him. Mm. Nobody knew him. Okay. I guess so. All right. So Raymond was selling the story that after this party, even though she had a plan to like work on her house, she got in a in a vehicle with Mike Blankenship to go off the parts unknown. That's, yes. that's Raymond's story. Yes. Okay. Uh, the police spoke to Raymond. Uh, could they, you know, we have these contradictory stories. Why don't you go through them again? On one hand, he's saying that he was home at night, but then the other story is we know that he showed up your mother's, right? Yes. And what no, did the I police, what did the police, why don't you mention that investigator's name that you mentioned before, uh, that uh, was looking into this in 1992. What did they all think of that? Um, like I said before, I, I wasn't told a whole lot. I know they have always considered him their number one suspect. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It not really, I, I mean, he is the number one suspect from all the the twists, and you know, I'm you know, I was at my mom's house all night to coming down there and like. You know, has anybody seen her? Like, why are you so worried about her? You just left it like two hours ago. Mm -hmm. Not even supposed to be there. But uh, it's, like I said, it's been that. I know mm -hmm. he went and asked the neighbors, too, if they had seen Brenda. Uh, we talked to them not long ago, and that's what they told us. But other than mm -hmm. that, 
I haven't seen him do much at all in regards to finding Brenda. And when you say he, who do you mean? Raymond. Raymond, okay. And uh, But he did have this, this contradictory story. Do you think that uh, the police uh, found that curious? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like I said, uh, it's been in the paper a million times, you know, they, they yeah, have a suspect. Yeah. yeah, right. But there's not that. enough to make an arrest, and it, it's him, naturally. Okay. Um, did the police speak to Raymond's mother? Do you know anything about that, being that they seemingly left this party together? What did she have to say for her son? I Honestly, I don't know how much was put in at the beginning. I do not know mother was talked to or mm -hmm. the sisters that you know supposed to have been there cleaning Brenda's house mm -hmm. um, I know they talked to our sisters they talked to everybody on our side but whereas they I don't think that his family his you know immediate family was ever questioned okay all right, and um, we've already talked about how they were over there the next day cleaning up and everything, which we know, of course, is suspicious. And we're going to come back to uh, some other things regarding your family a little bit later, but I think this is a good time to move on to Mark Cook. And we realize that, um, that you're not related to Mark Cook uh, or anything like that, but just in general... Explain what you know about his disappearance. What what the facts are? I realize there's a lot of rumors, but what are the what are the general facts of Mark Cook's disappearance? Honestly, the facts of Mark Cook's disappearance is that he vanished into thin air, and that's about the only fact there is. Okay. And everybody should know. Uh, just if everybody's wondering about this, of course, Brenda goes missing. Uh, just so everybody knows the date to remind everybody. On July 26th, 1992. Whereas with Mark Cook, he went missing on January 14th, 1993. So roughly six months later. But yes. um, in general, once again, I, you know what I've read about it, and I'm not saying anybody has to believe this or not, but the, allegedly he went out to some bar. Could it have been that Pedro's place? Yes, yeah, so, uh, he was, and like I said, everything is... We wouldn't be here if I had, uh, you know, information that was actually factual and, and can be mm -hmm. proven. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, he supposedly walked into Pedro's bar on January 14th, 1993, okay. asked the bar owner, Pedro, what happened to Brenda? And then it is said that he got beat up and thrown out, and that was mm -hmm. the last time anyone had seen him. Okay, so this, once again, I don't know if there's any proof that he got beat up or not, but I guess what we're trying, I guess we, we can infer is him inquiring about Brenda's disappearance got him beat up at Pedro's. Yes. All right, and we have to remember, this is a place that you mentioned earlier that, that they would go dancing, that Brenda, Raymond, others would go and hang out at that place too. Yeah, it was a pretty popular place back then. Okay. Uh, over the years, uh, have you ever had a chance to talk to anybody in Mark Mark's family about his disappearance? Yes, I, I have talked. Yeah, um, they're kind of unsure. Really, they don't know. Mm -hmm. They know about as much as I do, you know. Okay. Do they have any impressions on all this? Do they think it's possible that he got beat up that night? And do they know anything? Was he interested in Brenda's disappearance? Have he been looking into anything? Uh, I've really not, they've not really relinquished 
too much. Um, I've heard from uh, friends of his friends that he did used to talk about Brenda a lot. Okay. Uh, and stuff like that, you know, not doesn't matter we're dating or anything like that, which a lot of people around here do believe they were dating. I don't. Okay. Uh, that's fine. That's about it. That's okay. That's, that's fine. And the listeners should know the reason this is uh, a, a topic uh, for this particular episode is because if you were to go to NamUs, for example, you're going to find that there aren't too many disappearances in the county where Brenda went missing. But one of the other ones is Mark, who went missing six months later in the same county. And at least even if they may not have, they may not have even been in any relationship or anything like that, but they did know each other. And the next disappearance in that county is until like the 2000s. So it is curious. Is this a statistical anomaly or is there something to this? That will be up for everybody to decide. Of course, in Unfound's world, uh, a guy going out to a bar, maybe having a couple of beers and walking off and disappearing is not unusual. We covered so few disappearances like that. But, you know, we just don't know. It, but it's important. Six months later, somebody who knew Brenda goes missing too. We, you know, we have to talk about this. Um, when do you, the, as best as you can tell, Christy, being that you've been living with this since 1992, when did people start or somebody start connecting possibly Mark and Brenda's disappearances? Um, law enforcement did that. Mosher County Sheriff's Office, uh, Daryl Bailey, mm-hmm. he was uh, he was the guy on the case, and he had received ev- evidence, is how he said it. I stood up a newspaper clipping that the two were seen together prior to Brenda's disappearance. She and Mark had been seen together, huh. and uh, he thinks that they're connected. And he said he'd have to be proven otherwise that they wasn't. And that was in 1994. All right. So two years later, so like maybe just a year, a little more than a year after Mark goes missing, he's already talking about the possibility that the two are connected somehow. Yes. And he said he has evidence that they was seen together. Okay. Can you give an impression about your family uh, back at the time? When he started saying that, is that something that your family bought into? What What do you know about that? Um, no, I don't, my family really don't believe there is a connection. I think some of them, if they had something more to go on, that they would put a little bit more thought into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really don't think they're connected. I'm, I'm the odd, odd one here that, that I'm standing right in the middle. Okay. You're okay. All right. So you're being, uh, uh, maybe you're leaning more toward what the police are saying than the rest of your family is. I would have to have proof. Yes. Okay. Because there's no proof that they're not. Okay, I, I got gotcha. you. But most importantly, though, there's no proof that, that the two of... I mean, it very well may be that Mark disappeared due to Brenda's disappearance. But most importantly, there's no proof that they were in a relationship. Oh, no, no. I don't mm-hmm. believe that. No. Okay. Uh, there okay. was some flirting going on and and stuff like... Which a lot of guys flirted with Brenda because Brenda was just... Brenda was gorgeous. And, um... Okay. But, you know, no. I don't. I don't believe they were dating. Brenda had her hands full. Um, she wouldn't <laughs> yeah, even be ready. It's, it's, unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it's, she had her hands full in a good way and hands full in a bad way. She had these beautiful kids, which is good, but then she had this husband, which was bad. Brenda, Brenda was in love with Raymond until the day she was murdered. Okay. She she's, uh, she was completely crazy over him. Okay. 
Let's move on to this. I uh, just need to ask you some very pointed questions about Mark. If we're to think that maybe he went missing due to, you know, his uh, new, you know, he wants to start. Of course, we know that's very real here now with the 21st century of the Internet. We know that a lot of people do take interest in, interest in disappearances. Regular people. You know, I've had friends of missing people come on here and they're doing everything they can in their power to find out what happened to their missing friend from 20, 30 years ago or whatever. So it's not... Crazy to think that Mark might have been doing this, but I'd have to ask you some pointed questions. Was there any proof that Mark took an interest in Brenda's disappearance at all? For example, did he ever go to your your um, mother's house to ask you, uh, you know, to ask you about it? Did he ever talk to any of your sisters about the disappearance? Did he ever, you know, for example, did he ever go talk to Raymond about it? Any proof of any of that? No. None. Okay. And I guess that Mark's family has never. Uh, told you anything about that either? No. Okay. Now, I do have to uh, bring up something. I guess uh, we've talked about this channel before. Mysterious West Virginia, though, did discover something about Mark from that time. What did it discover? Um, but he had a, I'm not sure if they were divorced, mm -hmm. but he had a wife and a daughter that lived in Florida. At the time of his own here. disappearance. Yes, at the okay. time of his disappearance. Okay. All right. Uh, but it doesn't seem like anybody knew that until uh, Mysterious West Virginia found that out. No, no. Um, no, it was uh, Sean from Mysterious West Virginia who, wow. who, who got that. You know, and I thought that was really good to know for Mark because his yeah. family has told me that he would not have left his kid like that and stayed uh -huh. gone. Right. Right. Do you know if they were ever, um, and I guess this woman never came forward after 30 years either, right? This is something that happened fairly recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's never said anything. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it was just kept a secret. I see. Okay, so at the time of Mark's disappearance, he had a wife and child that his family didn't know about. Uh, they knew about it, but okay. nobody actually spoke about it. Okay. All right, so there's Mark Cook. Um, I'm hoping that his family listens to this episode. Certainly, be a, you know, love to talk to them, see if I have any insight for them, help them out as well. But the listeners should know I've not had any communication with them. The only person I've communicated for this episode with is Christy. Let's move on to this. Now, some years later, I'll go back to these kids that Brenda and Raymond had. Of course, the older one, Krista, is named after you. And what did Krista, of course, how old was she in 1992 when this happened? She was five. Five years old. What did she end up saying many years later about her memory of that night? She, uh, she wrote it down for me. She wanted me to take it into um, the sheriff's office and get it to the detective on the case. She said that the night that her mommy disappeared. She was at her grandmother's and that she'd seen her daddy dragging her mommy across the backyard. She said that she went and told her grandmother and that her grandmother told her it was just a nightmare to go back to bed. And she had also told other people that her daddy and her grandpa was up and down, I guess in and out, off the mountain all night long. The night that Brenda went missing. Yes. Okay, so she's five. Uh, our yes. experience here at Unfound is that five-year-olds 
do retain memories uh, for a majority of their life. Unlike, you know, four, three-year-olds, maybe they kind of forget being three and four. But once you start getting to about five, um, you know, you can remember a lot from that time. I know even myself, I can remember being five years old, just little bits oh, yeah. and, you know, little images and things. But anything before that, I have nothing. All right, I so just this episode, a five-year-old girl, they recorded her. She said that mommy lives in the rug or mommy mm. lives in the carpet. Yeah. And um, it was years later, and when they re-interviewed them again, uh, they played that for her. And that's exactly, the guy ended up breaking down and telling her where he put his wife, and he mm-hmm. really did. Everything the little girl said at five yep. was completely was accurate. True. I, I, I totally believe you. I, I'm totally a supporter of that. I, I agree. Uh, we do have to say, when did she, when did Krista... Brenda's daughter finally write this down for you. What about this was some years later though? Approximately yeah, what year? About seventeen. Okay, so like twelve years later, around two thousand four. Yes. Do you think that she, um, was this something that she had bottled up that whole time and just kept to herself, or what? I think so. Um, she she struggled, which you know I kind of know how she felt. Because Raymond and Brenda both were like my parents too. Um, mm-hmm. It's really hard to think of him doing something to her. Mm-hmm. But she's saying that that's what she remembers. She saw something that night. Yeah, I mean, that was, that's been consistent uh, okay. with everything. You know, she's constantly repeating the same thing. It never changed. Um, we have to remember that, of course, the, the son would have been too young uh, for memories of that time, even though it was his birthday party that night. Oh, yeah, he was just one. One one years old. Wow. Okay. Do you know, uh, given what she said back then, approximately 2004, do you know if the property where Raymond was living with his mother, that area was ever searched at any time? No, there have been no searches at all. Zero. Zero. All right, so that, that statement... Uh, alone from, you know, somebody who would be truthful, I think, has a reason to be believed, uh, was not enough for a search warrant to be granted for anything. No. All right. Um, did, did you, do you know in 2004 when this came out, do you know if the police actually spoke to her? She did go in and speak with them, but nothing said, uh, what she told me was she was going to tell them everything that she had wrote down. Mm-hmm. And then she had went in and spoke to them uh, after she had gave her samples to CODIS along yeah. with me. She, would, she gave hers and then I gave mine in case the body was ever found. Excellent. Okay. Uh, how Anybody in your family have any idea how Raymond reacted to this when Krista did this? No. I don't even know if he ever knew until, you know, probably now. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, your understanding, I mean, how much interaction did your family have with Krista and Brenda's son after Brenda went missing? Not much. Um, if I came in, he always, Raymond did always invite us to come up to his house to see them. Mm-hmm. Or like I, like I said, I moved to Tennessee pretty early. Everybody did. If we came in, he was always, you know, offering to bring the kids over to see us, which which we did. We did see them. Well, that's nice. Sometimes. Um, but it's just a matter of kind of being in this place where, you know, you know what happened to my sister and their mommy. How am I supposed to 
how am I supposed to be around you? Mm-hmm. You got suspicions. Yeah. Once I again, mean, no proof, I guess, necessarily, but you have suspicions that Raymond could be responsible, as any husband you know, always looked at. Yeah, well, you know, so it's tough. DDP, yeah, after the DDP, and then she just disappears, you know, you're just like, I don't know. It, it's not that I didn't want to see them. I love them with all my heart, and I still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, now being adults, well, you know, Krista passed away three years ago, but, you know, her son being an adult... I, I can only imagine how he feels, and I know that I, I can bring a lot of pain because I'm not going to give up my search for his mommy. Right. Right. And I, I should know. maybe we should uh, maybe we should um, uh, cover something that you just mentioned there in the last thirty seconds. Krista is no longer with us. No. Okay, she died a couple years ago. Uh, three years ago. Three years. Okay. And did she stick to this story to the day she died that she saw something that night? Yes. She did? Okay. Yes. And, but we have no idea how Raymond uh, reacted to that. No, I don't even know if he knows she'd done all this. She would call mm-hmm. us at random times, me and other sisters. Mm-hmm. She would be crying so hard wanting her mommy. Oh, my. That she would lose her breath. So mm-hmm. she never got over it. Yeah. All right, and but you have told me that Junebug, uh, Raymond's son, Brenda's son, together, um, he has a little bit of a different attitude toward all this. Yeah, I mean, I know it hurts him thinking that he was abandoned, which is what he was told growing up. Mm-hmm. But when you own, and I'm telling you, and I know everybody's got their own opinions, but I know Raymond's a really good dad to these kids. Okay, or yeah. and when you have a good dad and you don't even know your mom, you have no bond, you're more likely, I know he doesn't want his dad to go to prison. Mm-hmm. You know, he was only one, and that that's yeah. the person who raised him and loved him and still take. you know, and, and still does. Yeah. And this is, uh, the listeners, uh, many of them have been listening, listened to most of Unfound's episodes. You should know, Christy, this is not unusual. We're not saying that Raymond did anything to Brenda, but we also know we, we also know that what everybody thinks when women go missing, when it sounds like they're going to be getting divorced and they have a very good chance of getting the house and the kids and everything else, which the I think is number one. Right. Yeah, the spouse is always a good choice, but what is also the situation, and it almost seems paradoxical, is that many of these men who are suspected in these disappearances. Most of them are good fathers, and they do end up raising, because the mother's not around, they do end up raising decent kids. It's, it's, it's yeah. almost, it's, it doesn't seem like that would be possible, but it is. So, it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's happened a lot. You know? Yeah, it does. Uh, it, you just wouldn't think it would be that way, but it happens quite a bit. And we also know, of course, that Raymond was cheating with, you know, on Tammy, and even though he was doing that, he still seemed to have been a great father, as even you are admitting. Very common. All right, so we have this story. It's on the record. Uh, Krista saw something that night in 1992. Unfortunately, there hasn't been enough to verify the story, but it's something. Now, you also told me about this letter, allegedly from Brenda or something, that popped up at some point. What is this letter? A postcard. A postcard, Uh, thank you. Supposedly, I'm not exactly sure the location it came from. I think maybe North Carolina. Uh, 
But it's pretty much stated that she didn't want her kids anymore. She was starting her life all over again. And you can imagine being five and being told that's what your mommy said and you never see Mm -hmm. your mommy again. Right. She went from a very doting, you know, she'd already had Krista's school clothes picked out for that fall and matching hair bows and and, and, and she went from being that to, oh, I just don't want you no more. You know, you can imagine that you're yeah, no, no, you're, no, you got it. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right, Kristen. It's horrible. And I've studied the psychological effects on children that are abandoned, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's actually terrifying what these kids experience. Yeah. And the problems that it causes throughout their lives. It causes problems with relationships. It causes depression. Anxiety, panic attacks—it causes all kinds of trouble for those kids. Mm-hmm. This postcard—have uh, you ever seen it? Yeah, I've seen it in the file uh, a long time ago. We went to the file. Okay, uh, and there was writing on it. Yes, there was. Uh, is any uh, you know? I realize that handwriting science is not as scientific as we used to think it was, like in the nineteen seventies. But has anybody ever tried to verify that it was her writing on it and comparing it to anything that Brenda wrote? Uh, Code Justice was going to bring a handwriting analysis in to compare the handwriting on the postcard to the handwriting of Brenda's that I have in a book. Yeah. But the postcard uh, disappeared from her file. Any explanation from the police on that? No. But you, but you said you did see it at one point, of like a picture of it, or what? Yes, sir. It was in her file. It was in a baggie, mm-hmm. and it was in a behind a, I guess a, what do they call a cellophane? Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, it was in a in a baggie, but it was also down in her file in a cellophane cover. Okay. And they, and they, and this, uh, and what you're talking about, there was a program that covered Brenda's disappearance. They couldn't use that picture to compare it to something that you had? Uh, for what? The postcard? Yeah, for the postcard. I know. No, it was gone. They were going to. Oh. But it was gone out of of Brenda's case file, so they couldn't. I see. So at some point you saw it in the file, but when they went to get it, it was gone. Yes. Wow. Well, see, when Daryl Bailey, uh, when he had the case, I, I'd go talk to him a lot, and he mm. would let me just kind of go through Brenda's file a little bit. Of course, it's so thick that it would take weeks to actually sit down and go through it all. But the mm. postcard is one thing that he did point out to me and asked me if that was Brenda's handwriting. And mm. I, I don't know, it was similar, but I couldn't make a definite call okay. on that being Brenda's handwriting. And it, it was postmarked from North Carolina? Yeah, I think so, I believe. Okay. Do you I know, uh, I, I just got asked, do you know if Raymond, his mother, anybody in his family could have been in North Carolina at the time that it would have been mailed back to West Virginia? Uh, this is an interesting thing here. Uh, I have another aunt who it was my mom's sister, and her name was Donna. Okay. Uh, she had said that... Brenda went to her son Kenny's house in North Carolina. So my brother Timmy goes down to Kenny's house in North Carolina, and Kenny is confused, and he's like, I don't know what she's talking about. I haven't seen Brenda. 
Let's see. So, you know, my conspiracy theory mind, imagine where that takes me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I guess what I'm saying is anybody, if we're not to, if we're to believe it wasn't Brenda that sent it, is there anybody who would have wanted to pretend it was Brenda, Brenda who was in North Carolina at the time? Not to my knowledge. I didn't know anybody that lived okay. in North Carolina besides my own family, my okay. own cousins. Okay. All right. Uh, when when you say North Carolina, do you even remember the uh, the city? Was it was it Charlotte? Uh, do you even remember? I want to say Cambridge. Okay. Maybe I'm I'm not real sure about that. Okay. And we have to remember, uh, you know, uh, Bluefield, West Virginia, is really not that far from North Carolina. You know, having driven that, you know, it's not that far, but you do have to go through Virginia to get there. Yes. So it's not crazy to think if this was some setup or scam that somebody could have driven down there and done it, come back, but we have no proof. We have no idea if somebody did that. No proof. No, that. no. I mean, no, I, I don't have it, have it on camera or nothing, but I know they did. Okay. Because I think Brenda's definitely right, right. So nobody's really buying into this idea. Do you remember when this even happened? How long after she went missing that this postcard showed up? I want to say a month or two, but like I said, I'm not, I'm not very sure about mm. all those details. Yeah. I have issues. Think you know, thanks thanks to a lifetime of this, there's been you know. Yeah. Uh, Severe depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, it, you know, stuff like that. Right. So that's right. why I make notes of everything, you know, right. or I try to. <laughs> okay. Would you say, what, whenever it was, whether it was a couple months later, a year yet later, five le years later, would you say the general uh, response from your side of the family, Brenda's family, when you got the postcard, is that this wasn't Brenda who wrote it? We know it Okay. All right. Thank you. Just go right to it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to edit that out, but because this is a uh, this is a family show, but uh, I but I think we get the idea. Okay. Uh, we want me to do that over. No, that's fine. No, we, I can no no. I'll just edit. That's fine. No, because that's kind of no that 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 get right gets right to the point. Um, what and maybe once again we'll have to go over this. What did the postcard uh, say as best as you can remember? As best as I can remember, it was, I don't want you guys anymore. I'm moving on, and I'm starting a new life. It was really vague, straight mm. to the point. Uh, it mm. wasn't Brenda. Okay. And do you remember if she even signed it, like her, she would sign it, Brenda? Or No, I don't even remember that part. Okay. Do you remember? Do you even remember? It's a postcard. Was there a picture on it? Do you remember what the picture? Uh, was? Well, I only seen one side of it. Oh, you did. Okay. But it was in the file, you know. Okay. Let's move on to I one. To uh, <laughs> go ahead, say that again, please. I, I didn't want to touch it because no. um, it was still considered evidence. I'm not right. sure if they tried to lift fingerprints off of it or not. Okay. Maybe I should ask you, you got to see it, and then Cold Justice tried to get it. How how much of a time was there that it went missing? I mean, how many? Oh, years. years. I mean, years. And Joe Parks, um, he's the one who is kind of, he's the officer that kind of got everything on a roll with Mysterious West Virginia, then he got it with Cold mm -hmm. Justice. And, you know, he called, and he's like, where's the postcard? And I said, it's in her file. And he was just panicked, you know. He's like, it's not in here, you know. And, um. That's when I discovered, I guess, last year around June, 
before Coach Justice came here to do the show. Okay. That's when I discovered that it was missing. Okay. All right. So, it, so there's a quite a bit, bit of time in there. Uh, did Joe Parks uh, have any insight why it could have gone missing? No, I know um, Daryl Bailey was the last one I know personally that had it. Um, mm -hmm. He did keep Brenda's file in his office because um, I, you know, I was in there a lot, and he even says in a newspaper article that you know the file stays on his desk. Mm -hmm. uh, so between, but see, he passed away. He had he got cancer. He retired. He mm -hmm. passed away. And I'm not sure if maybe when his wife was packing, I don't know who packed his stuff up in the office. I'm not sure if it was packed up in his stuff and taken home. I don't know. That doesn't sound very official. <laughs> You'd think no. that those things would be a little more protected than that. Oh, yeah. I know. Well, Brenda's 911 tape is gone, too. And I know that was in his office because one day when I was in there with him, he pointed up to a box uh, on a shelf above his head, and he's like, do you want to hear Brenda's 911 tape? And I was like, no, I don't think I could handle it. And that's, that was where that 911 tape was. And what 911 call was this? That was where she called inquiring about how to drop the DVD. Oh, okay. We talked about that. Okay. Yes. Let's move on. We have one more big topic uh, in this interview, and that goes back to Tammy. Uh, you did state already that eventually Raymond, I guess Raymond was able to get a divorce from Brenda somehow? Uh, yeah, I believe you can get it, let's see, a year. He told Tammy that apparently, this is what I heard, okay. he told her that he couldn't get married for at least five years, but that wasn't, I don't know okay. if he was mis you know, misinformed, but it's only a year and your, your spouse is considered being abandoned. In fact, he did get a divorce. One of my wonderful friends found it in an old newspaper article that when their divorce was finalized, and I can't mm. even remember the date, but it was the next year. Okay, and then he ended up getting married to Tammy. Yes. Okay, and she actually is still around. She did not go missing. No. All right, she's still alive. Yes. All right. Uh, has anybody in your family, uh, and they are divorced now, though, too? Yes. Yeah, they divorced a few years ago. Okay. Has anybody uh, ever tried to talk to Tammy about Brenda's disappearance? No. Okay. I don't think it would do any good. You don't think? No. Because, you know, of course, my experience is ex-wives usually make very good sources of information when it comes to things their ex-husbands have done. Uh, but you think... Oh, she said she didn't know nothing about it, that okay. when the kids graduated, she started thinking that maybe Brenda's not coming back. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, we have to remember, Tammy is, uh, her mother and your mother are sisters. Yes. Wow. Okay. And so she's never, once again, even if you've not spoken to her, anything that's ever come through the grapevine, has Tammy ever offered up an opinion as to what happened to Brenda? She has no idea. She didn't even know. She thought Brenda really ran off and all that. Okay. But then after, you know, I guess maybe 12, 13 years, she started thinking that Brenda, you know, something may have happened to her. Okay. Uh, so she's still around here in 2023, but nobody in your family now, since she got divorced from Raymond, uh, has had a heart to heart with her. 
No. Okay. Do you have any idea why the two got divorced? Um, not really. Uh, I know what she had said was he was he had been abusing her the entire time. Okay. So they got married sometime uh, 93, 94, but they just got divorced like within the last 10 years? Yeah, they were together. For a while, for a while. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so as of now, she's not yet been very helpful regarding Brenda's disappearance. Maybe that will change one of these days. Uh, if she knows anything, maybe she will come forward. Luckily, she's still alive and she didn't go missing like Brenda did. I'm absolutely, yes, I'm very glad that she is still alive. Okay, so if, Tam, if you're out there, if you know anything, probably now is a good time to come forward with it and offer some proof or something like that. We're, you know, hopefully it's anybody that's going to say anything can offer up some hard evidence to back up whatever they're going to say. Okay. Um, you know, I think that at a variety of times during this interview, uh, Christy, you know, you've been very forthcoming about how this has affected you. You've talked about depression. You've talked about post-traumatic stress uh, syndrome that you've suffered because of this. Uh, what about the rest of your family? You have to remember that Brenda has three other sisters and two other brothers. How has this affected them over the past 30 years? It's the same. I think I'm stronger uh, mentally when it comes to this because, you know, my, my sister Kay, she she handles it pretty strongly. She has her breakdowns. And honestly, my I think my big brother, Tim, he, he really has um, – issues regarding to even remembering Brenda at all. He'll completely break down. Uh, another one of my sisters, she can, you know, her name is Katie. She can barely, uh, she can barely mention Brenda at all. Uh, it took my mom a little over three years going from perfect health to being, to, I mean, riddled with cancer from top to bottom. And Duke University said it was caused by the trauma of losing Brenda. Wow. Two years later, my dad passed away. You know, he just gave up, too. His health just went down, 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 you know. Yeah. Uh, it's affected our kids. It's affected our, you know, I have grandbabies now. And, it's, you know, my little eight-year-old one, she tells me that when she goes in the woods, she's looking for Brenda's bones. Oh and I'm like, my. you shouldn't even be thinking this way. Oh, my. But she's, you know, she's just so, uh, she's she's a smart kid, and she's just really attentive and, and listens to everything, even when you think she isn't. Mm -hmm. But, Oh, my know, goodness. Oh, my goodness. My daughter, she's been under surveillance since the day she was born. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Oh, what does that mean, oh. under surveillance? What does that mean? Well, I, I watch her. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm very protective. Oh, of her right. Reading. That's how it affects you. I, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Why do you, I have to ask you? Um, I, I do know that some of your siblings have have been involved in this, but it seems to me that you are the one that's really spearheading this, Christy. And you are one of the youngest siblings. You're not the youngest, but one of the youngest. Why do you think that is? Um, I think that. Back then, when it first happened, I think that they put everything they could possibly put in it. And I believe this stuff has a way of breaking people's spirits. Sure does. It sure does. There's a lot of families who will back off because, and it's not that they don't love that person or they wouldn't, you know, do anything to find that person. They are just literally, I mean, my family's broken. Yeah. 
they are broke and, and, and watching them being broke and watching them have these breakdowns and, and and shaking and crying and you know that is what gives me the fire to do what I do because it doesn't really make me as sad as what it makes me just completely angry at all the damage done. It's just been affecting us from one generation to the next. Right. Yep. That's what disappearances do. I agree. I believe in a God and I believe that certain people are put here to do certain things and you know, I'm finally seeing a, a big clear picture of what my purpose is here. Yeah. Okay. And of course, you talked about your parents uh, who are deceased now. I, I guess what you're saying is, you know, they they were so affected by this. Do you think that if it shortened their lifespans, and it doesn't sound to me they lived to be very old. No. Well, my dad was already old. He he was just an older older person. Mm-hmm. My mom, she was. 49 when she passed. Oh, my. Um, like oh I said, she was perfect. She was, uh, she was like a, one of those people that's all about vitamins and drinking your water and eating home cooked. Because, you know, she was, uh-huh. that's how she raised us. And, um, you know, she was healthy. I mean, you can see her at the birthday party, how healthy she was. And three mm-hmm. years later, she was just, she wasn't herself. So, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, dude, stress, great oh, type of stress and trauma causes issues with your mental and physical health. Yep. It does. It does. Um, it's very alarming uh, at the damage that can be done. And, you know, it's I love mm-hmm. Brenda, and I know I, I'll never get to hug her again, but I do want her back. Yep. I want to bury her with her parents because that was one of their last wishes. And this, uh, what you're talking about here, do you think it even got passed down to Krista, being that she's not with us anymore? Do you think that affected her, too, or mother not being around? Uh, yeah, that was, yes. I mean, more, probably more than us. Wow. And she had three kids that she left behind. So now they've mm-hmm. lost their mom. Yep. It just keeps going. It's like a curse, and it just keeps going. Yeah. It doesn't quit. Yep. Yeah. I don't even care if someone spends a day in jail. Just give me Brenda back. Admit what you've done. Give her back to us so we can all start living a little bit more peacefully. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. It happens once in a while, but, you know, the disappearance that have been solved and unfound... You know, I'll usually people, you usually people, you know, it's either luck that they get solved or people really, really have to work for it, which is what you're doing right now. Oh, yeah. You know. I've already talked to the prosecuting attorney and I told him, if that means zero days inside of a jail cell, mm-hmm. then that's what I would rather have and, and get Brenda back. So my family will stop going downhill. And, you know, Brenda deserves that, too. She deserves to not be hid all by herself. She needs to be buried properly with her parents. That's where she needs to be. Christy, do you have a website, Facebook uh, page, TikTok, anything Um, like that set up for Brenda's disappearance? If so, why don't you tell the listeners about it right now? um, I do have one main page that I've tried to keep up for her, and that's Missing Brenda Gilamber on Facebook. I have had websites before in the past, and the domains closed, and I lose Mm. everything. 
I am working on another website. I do make a lot of TikToks of her, but it's on a personal TikTok. Okay. Um, okay. Why don't you say that real quickly? Why don't you say that again? What is the Facebook page for Brenda's disappearance? It's Missing Brenda Gail Lambert. All right. So her name, Brenda Gail Lambert, the full name, Missing Brenda Gail Lambert. Okay. Yeah. And do you, you are the creator of it? You are the moderator there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Very good. Christy, any final words before we complete this interview? Um, it, it may look like that I haven't tried to talk a lot, but I really wasn't um, very free to say much at all. You know, I could post flyers, and but I couldn't really give many details. So that's why everything just seems like it's kind of new, and I'm still trying to get everything kind of figured out here. Uh, I've got a lot of good friends, and the Aware Foundation is, you know, has got mm -hmm. my back. In fact, they're coming here tomorrow to hold an event for Brenda. Wow. Uh, but they're they're helping me try to stand up because I haven't had a voice for so long. Yeah. You know, and after you don't have a voice, and, and, you know, back in March when Co Justice released their show about Brenda, it kind of mm -hmm. freed me up. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people ask, you know, why ain't you done this? Why ain't you that? That's pretty much, that's mm -hmm. why. Well, I, I think you did it. I think you've done a fine interview here, Christy. I, I this is why, um, you know, I, like I've reminded many people. You know, you were just fourteen at the time, and oh, yeah. although you know, fourteen-year-olds they kind of know how the world works a little bit, even though they're not adults yet. They can't vote. They can't serve in the military. Can't buy a gun or anything, you know. But it, there are many people who I've had on the, this podcast as interviews who. You know, eventually they have to kind of catch themselves up. You know, they were kind of shielded. You know, they were shielded for a while, and then they have to kind of catch themselves up. I've probably been on this pretty heavy for about 25 years. Mm -hmm. I have to become an adult. And when I was saying yeah. that it wasn't going nowhere and really nobody yeah. was doing anything about it, that's when I started going back. So there was a whole six years from the time she disappeared until the time I started asking personal questions, you know, getting out there with a paper and pen and writing down, traveling to West Virginia, asking questions, you know, making phone calls. Mm -hmm. And by then, there was a lot of truths and and it just distorted and, and lies thrown in all over. And, you know, so it was, it's been really hard to determine if somebody's using their imagination or they're exaggerating or they're actually telling the truth. Or, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> of course. Well, Christy, I appreciate you being on this episode of Unfound. I really appreciate you so much. It was really nice talking to you. you just, you're really chill, so I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I've been doing this these interviews um, quite a bit, so I would hope at this time, I, you know, I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing and and sound chill. But I, I also should know I get uh, I get nervous before ever doing every one of these interviews, just like like I think guests do, even though I've been doing <laughs> this for seven years. Nervous. Yeah, because uh, I'm very motivated uh, to do a very good job for anybody who appears on here. So uh, I'm glad I sound chill, but maybe inside I'm maybe not so chill. Well, so you do good because you're very in depth, and uh, you know I, I like all the questions because it, it sometimes it's so hard for me to because mm -hmm. it's been it's so much information. You got to imagine thirty one years yeah. of information. Uh, you know, I know it's just, it's really hard to fit into. Um, a little amount of time. I think it's been like two hours, but you done good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. We'll just end on that note. I, I, we're going to stop. We're going to stop on a high note right there. Thank you for being on this episode of Unfound, Christy. Thank you so much. You're thank welcome. You.
And that was my July 21st, 2023 interview with Christy Kennedy, younger sister of Brenda Lambert. I thank Christy for joining me and all of you on this episode. There are two topics for this summation. First, a short analysis of what I think is going to be the most popular theory now that all of you have heard the interview. And second, what do I make of Mark Wood's disappearance? I will take the first topic first. Yes, Raymond makes a fantastic suspect for Brenda's disappearance. You don't need to have produced or listened to 300 unfound episodes to know so. However, anybody who thinks he did it better come up with a very rational, logical, sensible reason why he went to Brenda's parents' house that same night to say Brenda was missing. Because this is the very opposite of how suspects act. Instead, 99.999% of the time, they want the investigations to be put off for as long as possible. And of course, they really never want them to happen at all. Think about it. If, if, if Raymond harmed Brenda, he could have driven home that night with her or buried her or whatever without going to the parents' house. And nobody would have ever known he was in the area. Why didn't he make that choice instead of the one he did? Please think about that. As for Mark Wood, Brenda disappeared in 1992. He disappeared in 1993. The next disappearance listed on NamUs that occurred in Mercer County, West Virginia didn't happen until 2009. And you should know, there are zero disappearances listed for that county before Brenda went missing. So no disappearances in Mercer County. Then within a year, two people who knew each other disappeared. Then not another until 16 years later. Yep, that is an attention getter. Given this, you can see why the connection between the two became a theory and why it continues to be a story 30 years later. What do I think? To use a line in the movie Lethal Weapon, that's pretty bleeping thin. Hey, I can believe there was a bar fight that ended in Mark's death and people covered it up. But would it have really been over Brenda's disappearance? That's hard to imagine. Sure, maybe Mark took an interest in Brenda's disappearance. But given that the case is still unsolved 31 years later, how did Mark come across something that got him killed that nobody else has discovered in three decades? Once again, hard to imagine. Whereas at Unfound, we have a lot of experience of men walking off after a night of drinking and whatever else, with no foul play involved. So probability-wise, I lean way more toward this than anything else. Either way you may go with this topic, we should remember, it was probably Mark's last celebration, too.
If you'd like to hear and read my deeper analysis of the disappearance of Brenda Lambert and, to a lesser extent, Mark Wood, please go to patreon.com forward slash unfoundpodcast. Sign up to partake in the Unfound blog. Until then, I leave the public theorizing up to you. And that's the program. Right now, while you are in your podcast platform, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever, give Unfound a five-star review, a thumbs up, whatever that platform allows. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Denzel, and you've just finished this episode of Unfound.